Hello, this is future Epstina talking, and I just flipped this episode around, so the first half is now the second half, because I just thought it would be better and more representative, because, well, honestly, that's just what my instinct told me to do, so sorry if it's a little confusing, but I feel like it's worth it to show you guys something inspirational and then at the end something a little bit angsty because we know how angsty I am at times. So the part that I rearranged is the first story ends in around 21 minutes so that used to be the last 21 minutes so if I say things that confuse you because I'm referring to the first half it's just because I flipped it so that's just what I wanted to explain yes I don't think I'm quite the professional cinematographer I don't think anybody will be hiring me to be their editor because will anybody understand any of what I'm saying but I just thought I wanted to talk about these topics and you're going to hear them. Sorry for the long intro. Bye. Okay, next clip is the actual episode. Thank you. Let's roll. All right, now that you possibly don't want to be my friend anymore, I will now talk about something that's positive because I never want to stick to anything that is only... Well, not, it was more supposed to be satire, but you know what I mean. Life isn't about making fun of other people. It's by, well, it's about lifting them up too. So a lot of times in life, and this isn't a depressing way. I see it as a positive actually, but you should listen to this if you've ever felt like a failure. So I feel like that's what I think because... It just means your soul wants more. So I'm first not talking to the, I'm not talking about the people who like say it with grim reaper vibes without trying, but I'm talking about the people that have high expectations and see that life is full of disappointments and downturns because we make things so complicated and maybe if you do have high standards you know what i mean that people will look at you and say well tell we'll tell you that your goals are unrealistic or crazy and go easier on yourself and and this is coming from me now maybe you should go easier on yourself but not in the way that these people tell you to be maybe in the other categories but something that i found to be good advice is to just pick one thing that you really like and just work really hard towards that one thing and then you will see true results and i definitely agree with that from first-hand experience But anyway, back to feeling like a failure and losing hope because 
everyone tells you you can't or it's just starting to chip away at why you're even doing this in the first place but I think you should keep going even if you don't know why because along the way you'll start to remember again for me I like watching inspirational videos to get me through these long hours of doing certain things but I noticed that you can also learn a lot from people that are around you, even the unlikely ones. So you can just listen to people talk about what they do in life, and you'll see that the ones that don't give up, and well, the people that don't give up, and the people that do, (laughs) not to be annoying, but I'll I like to use the phrases former and latter, okay? The former do seem a lot happier. So both people can complain about being tired. And often they do because it is tiring to be a hard worker. But one of those strategies will end in happiness. And what does the other one get you? So I noticed that the people that were in the second category sorry i'm talking like a robot right now but some people well will complain about things because they feel inadequate when they see the people in life who they wish they were at well you can stop wishing you can wish when you put in the work Because when you do, you're one step closer to feeling less shitty. And I feel like everyone wants to feel like Timmy Turner. You know, fairly odd parents. But I think I've always thought that I could be my own fairly odd parent. Well, more recently, I try to say fun things to get me through boring things. But something random about people telling you you can't relates to that in a different way but as a child I was obsessed with spy kids and I just remember when they would talk to their spy gear and I asked for it for Christmas but there was nothing to buy because it didn't exist yet and like I said it was unheard of to have technology besides cell phones of course but to have different types of technology that you could talk to and now i'm talking about the apple watch like you might not even know what i mean right now if you were born later than me or if you just can't conceptualize the past but seriously if that came out back then i could i can't even imagine that's just i said like i said no there was literally nowhere to buy something like that. It was just make-believe toys that were anywhere near what it is now. So the reason why I wanted to mention my little spy kids anecdote was because I wanted to show that just because you can't see something happening, and it does seem ridiculous, but something inside of you wants it it doesn't mean it won't happen as long as you picture it in your head every now and then because sometimes it might be impossible to picture because things will get hard if 
you're a dreamer, but like I said, as long as you picture it in your head and don't listen to the people that tell you to stop dreaming towards whatever it is you like, then things will turn up eventually. And sometimes people say that for your own well-being because they care about you and that's cool for them, but you don't have to listen because just because they can't see it doesn't mean that you can't do it. And lately, I've been putting a lot of more hours into things that I didn't used to, like college. I really was one of those people that went easy on themselves and I still tried, but I didn't like I spent a lot of my time doing fun things all the time for like the ratio of fun to strict was uh 98 to 20 to 2 just kidding that's a bit of an exaggeration but you get it you're smart so like i said a lot of people have been giving me snide remarks lately and like i'm often hearing not everyone is going to be a lawyer but so i feel like we figure out what those like unnecessary remarks are referring to and like what drives them but i just you know some sorts of people do puzzle me because that's literally not how i see anything i it's just so i'm so speechless right now because i've never compared oh this is what i want to be and this is what the friend wants to be so they don't have the ability to accomplish certain things i don't know if you get what i'm saying right now because have you had people say odd things to you like that that are kind of rude and kind of belittling what you're doing even though like you might not see yourself as any better it's just what you like so anyway you don't have to be the one who is like that that makes fun of people so it's actually a rewarding place to be even if the downs like for me I just want to lay on the ground but I think the people who are where you want to be there's a high chance that they just started earlier I hate in class when the professor says this is the median this is the low and this is the highest because it's not about them okay it's not about the other people and like i said i don't think that they're any smarter than you i think they might have just started earlier and you might have be you might be comparing yourself to the people that have been living like that for a lot longer than you but you can catch up by working and celebrating the little victories too. So something random is, like I said, in college, I did a lot more things that I really liked on the surface and were not easy, but were what my instincts really wanted me to do, like cardio and lifting like five days a week. It was so fun for me. So I think that if you do a lot of boring things, 
that you don't want to do, the times for actual relaxation will, let's see, it will feel like a vacation in, where do I want to go? I've never been to the Bahamas, but I think that's what I could compare it to. I, when I'm not so sad about failures and all that, I can see that it is worth it. And I turned around, like I mentioned before, that random people can make you see things differently. The person I sit next to, I said, wow, you're an inspirational person to talk to. Because I'll hear them say how early they've started something. I say, wow, I can do the same thing. And how many hours are the people who are going to put themselves... Okay, restart, restart. The people who go so easy on themselves. How many hours are they actually going to put in? So mastery and accomplishments, I don't think, are about how smart or talented a person is. I think it's about resilience to keep going. Not to sound like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but he's right. It's about keep keeping going. Sorry for the, uh, that wasn't correctly used, but whatever. So it's about, okay, third try to keep going when people tell you, again, that why are you such a perfectionist? Why are you expecting so much of yourself? And it just makes me think about how people look at entrepreneurs and think, oh, people who are like that don't really well what I mean is they don't think of all the effort that's behind it I think they just almost belittle it so now I forgot to mention the whole point of me saying how I miss doing the cardio and all that I've slowly mixed the two together And I've started doing multiple choice questions while I'm on the bike. So there's a compromise for my future self and present self. And I think that now I can do a little more for the present self because it's really one of the things that make me happy. So to, what's it called? To really drill it in. So maybe if you actually do give up, Maybe you just picked something you didn't actually like. So maybe the high standards may hurt you during the times that you fail. But have you ever worked so hard at something and you still weren't where you wanted to be? But I'm thinking that maybe that's just an illusion based on some of the quotes that I've read throughout the tough journeys of life. And maybe the goal that you want to reach is right around the corner. And as I said, talent only gets you so far. And you don't excel at something without making sacrifices. And people tell me, oh, your life seems so fun. And the social things that you do. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know how they think that. But I think anyone who lives a fulfilling life comes into contact with struggles that sometimes make you feel shitty. And 
don't get me wrong, I am grateful for my life, but I just ex not expect, but accept that things will seem cruel and unfair sometimes because that's what shapes you into what you need to be to accomplish the things that you want. And honestly, even before I read The Art of War, which I didn't finish because when it comes to books, I love reading, but if I'm not engaged and if I feel like I gained enough, then I could just abandon it. But my life has been one big war strategy. Oh, first I just want to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with caring too much, okay? And maybe I'll get into that later. But like I said, it's been a war. And so first, I don't recommend counting the amount of hours you put in on your fingers because I didn't realize certain things until I used my fingers to tally things up. I'd rather like lose myself in it because it it does like you would think it felt good, but it more feels depressing. But because when I'm in class, the insides of my books are actually humiliating because like a recommendation I have if you have to read a lot and stuff, if you're maybe in med school or something, uh, just to highlight like things a lot. Like I know that that seems obvious, but it's to the extreme that my books look like a soggy rainbow. And side note, if I didn't want to get into the private sector, I'd be so like certain people that are around me that want different things. They're going to the Jonas Brother concerts and trivia nights that do seem fun. And also, I wanted to... So, I can't... I don't think I've ever used this word in my life, even though it's so common. But just because I don't associate it as anything. I can't name every like one time in my life that I've procrastinated. And I think you can look at it the same way if you have any healthy behaviors whatsoever. And I say that I haven't been one because I've always given myself enough time to finish things. And now I'm thinking about the people that I see. I vividly remember this one girl said, like I had started on this assignment, obviously, like I told you, I don't, I don't do what the P word means, but See, I literally hate that word because I I just don't think that it needs to exist. But we had this essay, I think it was either 10 or 15 pages, but she waited until that day to do it. But I don't quite think that that's procrastinating either because she was able to get it done. Maybe it was mediocre quality, but I think it could be looked at positively. Like, I think that the P word should only be used if there's no way that you can do it. And maybe that is what some people do experience, but that just, I don't know. That's just what I think. I don't think I can go any further into it because if you're going to get it, you would have understood at this point. And I think you did. I'll just give another example. Something that's really 
thrilling to look back on that wasn't always thrilling during it was not to sound like a nerd or anything. I try to not talk about this stuff as much as possible in these episodes because I want it to be all-encompassing about different topics, but I'm just going to say studying for the LSAT is soul-crushing, but the times that things click, it's the best feeling ever to see how far you've come, and something that will never feel good is competing with others, and so it's doable if you like to learn sometimes, and it's fun and creates bonding with other people, but other times, the only time you get to do anything for you is after 10 p.m., even if you've been working the whole time, depending on what your goals are, but I think that it's okay because if you have to compromise tranquility at this age, it will pay off when you're 30, or some careers it'll pay off at 21, or my goal, or not my goal, but how the war strategy that I've created, it'll be 23 that things will start to pay off, but yeah, that's what I want to say because I have felt moments lately where I thought, Christina, you feel like a f- you're fail. Well, not quite that, but just an internal feeling of failing because obviously, sometimes when you think so negatively, it's not the truth or what you truly believe. But sometimes the negative emotions can take over, as you probably know. But you know how there's that notion where people say, oh, never tell yourself that you're not good enough. But I watched this video of, I forget the guy's name, but I subscribed to his YouTube channel because I thought this was thinking so differently and it would help if you, so for me, I think there's an underlying thought that I'm not good enough and I have been working to go against it and I think that I did almost completely get rid of it but he said that maybe you should just not maybe but he said maybe I can't use it without the maybe word I don't know why but you can use it like you can use that feeling to drive yourself to be better there's a possibility that you feel like that because you know inside that you can be better and if you did feel like you were somewhere that was good enough you wouldn't keep trying to be the best you that you can be the one of the cliche phrases that i could shoot myself for saying just kidding not that extreme but you know how i think that cliche phrases are a lot less impactful unless you're a basic bitch which see my my pumpkin spice latte obsession and passion might say otherwise because we're all basic bitches in some way aren't we but we don't have to be in every way so thank you for listening this far and i really am a little bit fearful of maybe so in general as you guys know it doesn't matter at all to me if people see me differently because someone who actually cares about you and all that won't 
see you differently, for thinking differently than them. But when it is someone whose opinion I care about, I will fret a little bit. But will, to use another cliche phrase, cross that bridge when I get there. Because I also was watching a video about anxiety tonight. And it said, it reminded me that it's catastrophizing. I've been doing that a lot lately, I think, just because I have been doing these things I don't usually do for a future outcome. And it's scary to do certain things like this and just keep doing the things that scare you, as Eleanor Roosevelt will say. Good night. Hello, it's your favorite girl, Tina, and you're listening to POV, A Sleepover With Me. So today, as you, well, is 3 a.m. day or night, not sure, but anyway, there will be two topics in this episode. First half, I've decided, well, you'll see in the title, but I thought first half, I would do what like only the best comedians will do and that's make fun and kind of be a dick and the second half will be kind of inspirational and nice called listen to this if you've ever felt like a failure because I totally have before not in a sad way in a good way because that's how you know that you're gonna go somewhere Okay, so on to making fun of the people that say that gender is a choice. Thanks for the compliment to the gays, the bi's, transgenders who actually are born into it and can't choose. And if you call yourself they and complain about your life, no one thinks, or at least nobody who can think for themselves believes that you're a victim. They just agree to not sound like an asshole. And when I say you, it's in second person. I don't expect those types of people to listen to this, except actually, when I was looking at my stats, a good amount, well, not even good, but an unexpected percentage of my listeners are unidentified in terms of their, sorry, my mind is moving a little slow right now, but in terms of their affiliation in you know what. But so back to being an asshole, as you guys know, I will say jerk like things because There's no point in pretending that shit isn't illogical. So, I was truly trying to understand these people because I really try my best not to judge because I'm obviously an odd person myself. I never fit in, but I never want to know how to either. And the side note that won't last too long is just... I'm surprised there's so many others that don't let themselves not fit in because it's literally coded into our DNA to be completely different 
than anyone else. And RIP to the twins, but you can still be different than your twin. Very, very possible. So the extreme assholes and even more ridiculous than me are what give me hope because I don't want the delusional ones to run the world because people just nod along with things to be politically correct or at least that will make the world, I mean, at least the extreme jerks in people's minds and not me the people like even more extreme than me they'll make the median at least a little bit more in between in my eyes so if being gay and all of those trans all of that you're definitely born into that i definitely believe that to be the case and now there's people coming out of nowhere as non-binary and are choosing to use incorrect grammar. You know what? I remember when they was added to the dictionary. And let me tell you, first I wasn't surprised. No, first I was surprised that people didn't know that. Well, that that didn't know what I'm about to say. But maybe I'm not so surprised. So I remember vividly my teacher years and years back said, Hey, it's guess what just happened recently? The dictionary is basically adding slang because it's used so much. And what do you know? They had added A. And this was about five years before I had to go to an orientation for college where everyone was secretly like what the fuck when we would go around in the circle and have to say and show that we obviously saw ourselves as a girl and a boy so back then it was meant to be a casual thing and it was Back when it was added to the dictionary, it was to refer to an ambiguous group of people. That's how it started in literature as well. But then, obviously, it was used to quickly refer to somebody. But the thing is, it's not to refer to them to their face. But that's a side note as well. But anyway, now people are pretending that it's more of a 2019 thing and that's when it was added and because like I said every now and then you need to quickly say it and you know when you're hearing your teachers and all that saying the definition of something and they'll just put they'll just pick one of them they'll say he or she but I don't think there's anything sexist about mixing things up one day they use a girl and one day they use a guy. So those people that are non-binary who don't want to be boxed in, as they say, they're the ones stereotyping the view of men and women. I think any person at all who knows and listens and observes other people and isn't so self-centered 
knows it's everyone that doesn't fit some delusional view that anyone cares whatsoever if you didn't play with a Barbie. There's lots of people who didn't, but they don't make that their personality trait and only different thing about them because it actually is a lot of other people besides you. And people who don't make syntax of sentences complicated for no reason, those people who might identify as women also choose to not wear makeup and everyone likes wearing boy clothes. You ever hear of someone raiding someone's closet of the other gender? So obviously men's Nike sweatpants are amazing, but I'm not going to use this joyful experience of athletic bottoms to play the victim when it's literally a choice to, you know what I mean, Okay, I don't think I have to explain it. I think that you have seen what I'm talking about. And their argument, I was really trying to find ones I could sympathize with. Recently, I spent at least two hours trying to find some explanation that would make sense. Because just like I said, the way transgenders are discriminated against... I can completely empathize with. It's so obvious that they were born into it. Like people and just the whole actual communities that were born into things are some disowned by their own family because of how they were born, which is there's nothing wrong with how they are, but It's just, you would never expect that someone would choose, if that makes sense. Like, you're really going to do and be different like the other people when it's naturally and without a choice has made their heart more difficult, but they're just being actually authentic. So, all I've been able to find about the viewpoints and explanations of the non-binary claims. Again, they say they don't fit into the mold of a female or don't fit into a male mold, but, oh, well, because they both have feminine traits and masculine ones, but that's pretty much everyone who's ever existed. So, for example... I've always been like, huh? When girls say they played with, instead of American Girl dolls or something, they did other guy things. And so do these people just wipe history from their memory? Or do they only look at themselves so much they don't realize that everyone is a mix of the two? Why can't you just be a woman that's a tomboy, for example? Why can't you just be a man that doesn't have toxic masculinity? You know, one of my favorite terms, trailblazer. So wouldn't those two things be more of a trailblazer than someone who literally is doing what every other person who thinks they're unique, but really is making everyone's life more annoying? I just... 
I never thought anything of it when, again, in college, we had to go around and say, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not even going to say it because you know exactly what I'm referring to when you have to say those three things that are just common sense. So the next time I'm expected to say, well, I'll say it, blasphemy, she, her, hers, I think I'd say, just I'll say instead, uh, it's obvious. Why do I need to do this? Those people clearly want to feel different, so I don't think it's to make them feel accepted. I think it's just to make them center of the universe like they want. So I don't think I'm pop culture enough to use the one that makes something else that I'm really surprised that I haven't heard anyone else say is I've not ever had, well, I'll say I never had a conversation where someone referred to me directly as she because what sentence could that possibly work in? Because you, you'll you use it when you're referring. You know what I mean. When you're talking to someone, you don't use their pronoun, okay? So it's more when you can say it's more when they're not there. So I just don't see why it matters. But so one time a while ago, like the first time I kind of saw how it made things more complicated was when my friend was trying to refer to her ex-girlfriend. And she would say, yeah, my girlfriend blank. Then she had to say and things and start over because she said, all right, they, like this person actually changed into they. They don't want to be called her anymore. So, right, she, what's her name? So the friend said, okay, but it's okay with me that they changed into the other category. But if you didn't know this already, I think that you did. Uh, Pronouns are supposed to make sentences simpler. Well, not anymore, is it?